This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 4, Skim, Scan, Success, on the reading section. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, what happens on the reading test? What are the two strategies you need to answer matching questions quickly? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Jessica, what's up? How you been? I've been good, and I'm excited to be back here again talking about IELTS. Yeah, so we get to talk about the reading test today. We haven't done that yet. I know. So far in the past few weeks, you know, we've really been going heavy on the IELTS. We've talked about listening. We've talked about speaking. And today we're into the reading section, right? Finally, yes. Last but not least, reading. Yeah. So which, what are the most difficult kind of questions within the reading section? Where do students tend to stumble? Um, I think the most difficult questions are the matching questions because other questions like um, sentence completion or multiple choice, those answers are going to be found in order in the reading passage. So it's easier because you you know that, you know to expect that. But the matching questions are not in order. So they take Oof. longer. They're more difficult. Oof. Yeah. Matching questions. That sounds kind of <laughs> scary. It reminds me a little bit of middle school matching. Ooh, oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> sounds like a test I took in middle school. Okay. Well, we're going to break it down here for our listeners. And we're going to make it simple and easy for them. Yeah. So what's a typical, like, what are the steps that our listeners should follow when they're taking this part of the exam? Okay. So the reading test is divided into three passages. Um, IELTS is very specific about the terminology. So the reading <laughs> are passages. And the first step that you should follow every time, um, as soon as you see the reading passage, is to skim. Take one minute to skim. That means read the title, the subtitle if there is one, and the beginning of every paragraph. Um, mm. That should take about a minute. And um, like we talked about with the listening, what this does is it opens your brain box. It <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant term, coined so, by Allers English. <laughs> very excited about that. Um, so, for example, if you are skimming the passage and you um, you realize that the, the main idea is about um, 
sun flares. That's boring. Um, I can't think mm, of another interesting flares. topic. Or maybe mm, about, about hiking. Um, or- uh, hiking, <laughs> sure. Or a novel review, something. Then mm-hmm. it's going to open that um, knowledge in your head. So you're going right. to start thinking about the topic. So okay. that's why we skim. So, so once again, would you recommend kind of, again, building that brain box, picturing that scene kind of like we talked about in listening or is it a, exactly. is this a little bit different? Okay. No, it's exactly the same. So what you're doing is um, you're getting ready to understand what the questions want. You're understanding what the passage is telling you. So just by spending one minute skimming um, and then that sets off a brainstorm for yourself um, about the topic. So you're, you're ready to understand. Ooh, I like it. I like it. What's step two? Um, and then you look at the question. So as with listening, there's going to be um, two or three groups of questions. So look at the first group of questions. Um, if it's a matching question, it will be um, a couple of different options. One is matching headings to paragraphs. Um, that's also something that I have a, a really good system for. We don't have time to talk wow. about it today, but I'll talk about it on another episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. Don't worry. Um, today, I'm going to talk about matching names to statements. So a common example would be matching a person to an opinion. If it's um, an article that has a lot of expert opinions in it, then mm-hmm. you're going to have quotes like in a newspaper article. So, um, for example, Professor Jackson said blah, 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 or mm-hmm. according to um, CEO Smith, Blah, blah, blah. So okay. as soon as you see that's the question type, go back to the passage and quickly scan and circle all the proper nouns. Every name you see, you circle. And that. So this is going back to the idea of the active, active test taking, right? Always having yeah. a pen in your hand. I thought that was interesting. What you mentioned in a in a previous episode that you're always going to be want going to want to be interacting with the test physically. Exactly. So for listening and reading, these are these are passive skills. But if you're not active, you're you're not going to find the answers quickly. So, yeah, so we scan and we circle all the names for of people, for example, in 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 this type of question. Um, And then you go back to the questions and you read the statements, the possible answer choices, and you circle keywords and then you just go name by name. So um, maybe it says uh, question 11 and then it has the name Smith and then you have to match that name to an opinion. So you find all the Smiths that you circled in the article and you just read the sentence around Smith and then you go back to the question and you match it to a statement. Whew. Wow. I mean, <laughs> the way you say it, it sounds so easy, but it also seems kind of in depth. I don't know. This is, this is interesting. Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I finished my explanation, I, I was afraid it sounded complicated. I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll break down each step, I'm sure, in a future episode easily. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. So let's, let's keep going. Today we're just talking in pretty general terms. We're just getting a taste here of, you know, what's actually possible on the IELTS and the right way to do it. So don't worry, guys. We're going to come back to all of this down the road. Yeah. But just kind of stay tuned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think think if you're going to take anything away from today's episode about the reading test um, is that timing and strategies are 
very important. You have to be, mm. um, you have to be able to skim quickly and access your information on a topic. And that's, that's a skill that you have to practice. You can practice it on your own with, with anything, with magazine articles, with newspapers mm. online. Um, but you do have to practice it. And also scanning, scanning for names, scanning for keywords. Mm. You have to be able to do those two skills in order to pass the test. Yeah. And it seems like the fact that time pressure is an issue, and I, I think it's also an issue on the TOEFL, basically yeah. on any test, right? Yeah. And the fact that, as we mentioned before, I like your idea about always doing practice tests on a regular basis. So you're not just doing exercises casually, you're actually doing the practice test on a regular basis. So yeah. you're putting yourself under that time pressure on an almost daily basis. For example, if you have the exam For in a sure. week, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with anything, you know, if you, if you want to get a seven, I mean, if you're shooting for a five, then maybe you're not going to be as hardcore about your practice. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're shooting for a seven or higher, then you really have to plan your time and you really have to to focus on the test practice. I like that. I like that. Are you feeling nervous about the IELTS speaking section? Well, there are four specific things that the examiner is going to look for on the IELTS speaking test, and you need to know them in order to get the seven that you need. So go right now to find out what those four things are. Go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation and download your cheat sheet for free. AllEarsEnglish.com slash E-V-A-L-U-A-T-I-O-N. Well, this has been great. This has been great. So let me see if I can just recap the steps real quick. So first you said we want to, well, actually, maybe you should do that, Jessica. Um, yeah, I guess it, I guess it was more complicated than I thought. <laughs> okay, so so in general, how to approach almost any question is first you take one minute to skim, and skim. that will give you the general idea, the main idea, or the gist of the article. And you mm-hmm. have to do that first in order to uh, understand the questions and the answers more quickly. So first mm-hmm. you skim, and then you look at the questions, you underline keywords, and then you go back to the passage and scan, and that's how you find the answers. Ooh, very nice. Ooh. Very nice. And I'm out of breath. <laughs> it's a lot of information, which no, as super, you said, super valuable. We're gonna we're gonna break all this down in other episodes, but this is no, this those is two great. things I think are good to take away today. Absolutely. This has been a, already, I can tell this has been a huge help for our listeners who are getting ready to take the IELTS. So guys, as you've just discovered over the past few weeks, if IELTS is your next destination, then we are the place to come. You know, we have Jessica, the examiner of excellence here, and we're <laughs> going to be able to help you guys out with the IELTS exam. So we'll be back soon with the next episode, right, Jessica? Definitely. Let us know what you, what you need from us listeners. I am here to help yeah. you. We are really excited to hear from you guys. And actually, you guys are going to get an opportunity to jump on Skype with Jessica for 15 minutes to have your speaking evaluated. What a cool opportunity. One lucky kind of All Ears English listener is actually going to get that chance. You need to go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation 
and you need to enter your email, you'll get a cheat sheet and you'll find out exactly what the examiner wants on the IELTS exam. And then if you take our one question survey, you'll be entered into a contest to speak with Jessica and to get tested from the examiner of excellence. Only one question? That's it on the survey. Only one question. Well, that's the plan. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep the. Qu- I want to ask so many questions, right? Because we want to hear from our listeners so that we can develop awesome content. But we know that time is tight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One and question is nothing. That'll yeah, that'll really just take question, a couple seconds. Very simple. Really, the question is just what's your biggest question about the IELTS? <laughs> very simple. And you guys can even drop us an email if you want. But if you want to be entered into the contest to practice the speaking section with Jessica, then we recommend you fill out the survey. Please do. It will, it will take, yeah. it will take mere seconds. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited about the IELTS and we're going to help our listeners get those sevens. Sevens everywhere. I'm seeing sevens. (laughs) I am surrounded by sevens, as will our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) All All right. Have a great day, Jessica. Take care. Thanks, Lindsay. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.